Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to turn to the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter. Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven, beginning with the 13th verse. And then Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter. Praise God. Ezekiel chapter seven. Excuse me, Ezekiel. 33 and Matthew 7 and Ezekiel 33. Matthew chapter 7. So good to see all our guests that are in the house of the Lord this morning. We greet you. The wonderful name of Jesus. The Bible says in verse number 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Point blank. Enter at the straight gate. Then it says, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it Ezekiel 33 verse 27 Ezekiel 33 verse number 27 If you found it, say, I've got it. The Bible says, Say thou thus unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, As I live, surely they that are in the waste. Somebody say the broad way. They that are in the waste shall fall by the sword. And him that is in the open field, say the broad way, the open field will I give to the beast to be devoured. And they that be in the forts and in the caves, say the broad way, shall die of the pestilence. I want to speak to us today out of those verses the urgency of the way there is a way that we must choose and it's urgent would you tell somebody it's urgent there's an urgency of what way we will choose Lord Jesus we give you thanks today we magnify your name for you are great and your mercies is everlasting and your truth endureth to all generations. Speak to us today. Out of your word, I pray that the Holy Spirit would take full control. And we give you glory today for your word. We pray, God, that you would make preaching easy. Lord God, I pray, God, that every word that proceeded out of my mouth be a word from you. And I pray it falls on great ground. Everybody said, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 
and amen. Would you tell your neighbor, your hair is so nice. I love your hair. <laughs> Some of you don't have any. Give God praise for my father-in-law. Amen. In love, my father in love. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. The urgency of the way. The way. Urgency of the way. I can remember years ago traveling from Louisiana with another pastor friend of mine we were traveling from a conference and we were looking for the best routes trying to find the best way to take the shorter way the the quicker way we discovered this route that would take us off of the main highway it would take us off of the main highway and put us on another road that seemed to have been where a lot of other folks and other trucks used to avoid traffic. This road was a very wide road. It, was, it seemed like it was a lot of lanes, but it was only two lanes on this road. And uh, folks were traveling a little faster than the normal speed and it seemed that if we took this route this route would get us to our destination way quicker than the highway as we traveled down this road amen we understood that especially in the winter season pastor friend looks over at me and says uh, we've got to be mindful because in the season of winter Amen. He looks at me and he says, we have to be careful traveling on this type of road in uh, the northern parts of the states. Amen. Because there are a lot of wildlife on this road. And as he, be he, he began to speak to me about, amen, traveling on this road and the wildlife that was on this road, I began to notice that on the sides of this particular roadway that there wasn't anything to separate us from the wildlife. There were no guardrails on this journey. There was nothing that would block the wildlife from coming into the road into where we were traveling. No guardrails. So you would have to play, pay close attention to what was coming out of the sidelands you would have to be careful of the deer you would have to be careful of the cows and be careful of the lions and the cattle and the wildlife and the beasts that had opportunity on this open road the fact of the matter was that either we took the way that had no guardrails with the thought of getting there quicker or we could take the way that had guardrails and had protection from the wild life we had to choose a way that seemed right 
We had to choose this way. We had to make a decision of which way would lead us to our destination safely. And as we continued down this way, sure enough, we came to an area that had been infested with deer. And you can see both small and large deers off to the side of the road. But then down the road a little further, we saw some flashing lights. And just a mile down the road, a truck had been turned over by some wildlife that had crossed over onto the road onto incoming traffic. And at this point, we felt it would be much safer for us if we would get back to the highway that would protect us from all of this wildlife just as we had this experience of finding the better way or finding the right way just as we had to find the way that was good and that would keep us safe it becomes the exact same decision for us that are in the house today because the text says enter in at the straight gate because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, but only few there be which find it. And so the text is saying there is a life decision that must be made. We all have to make a decision as to what way that we are going to take. You either need to choose people of God the narrow way, the straight way, or you can choose the wide way and the broad way. But you got to choose a way. There is a way that leadeth to a destination and in this life there is going to be a destination there will be a destination for all of us so the way you choose is what will lead you to your final destination I'm reminded of the story of Lot and his wife the book of Genesis the 18th chapter and the 19th chapter where the Bible talks about a man by the name of Lot and Lot and his wife were in a place of making a decision they had to decide what way and what land they would choose to settle themselves in and in the conversation that Lot had with Abram, Lot looked and he sees, he looks and he sees this, this valley by the plains of Jordan. And in Genesis chapter 13 and 10, the Bible says that the plains of Jordan was well watered everywhere. Amen. The plains, when Lot looked upon the valleys and the plains, the Bible said that he saw water everywhere everywhere as he would look into this area it was well watered even as the garden the bible said in genesis 13 and 10 even as the garden of eden the garden of the lord when he looked into the plains of jordan it looked so plush it looked so nice just like the garden of eden 
was like the land of Egypt as they, they would come to Zor. The Bible says, and it was well watered on every side, full of fruit. It was nice and it all seemed to be the right land to choose. But the problem was that Lot ignored its location. And you understand, you and I know that when it comes to real estate and when it comes to property, it's all about location, location, location and while the land seemed to be good ground the location of the land was right towards a place that was destined for disaster can i get some monitor here and so then it seemed to be right it looked real good it was well watered it has all the right people amen it has all the right lights the grass looks greener on this side but the problem was that it's the broad way brother lot because the bible says in proverbs 14 and 12 there is a way which seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death Verse number 12 of Genesis 13 says that while Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, the land that was promised to flow with milk and with honey, Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain of Jordan. And look at the location that Lot chose. The Bible says that he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Lot chooses the broad way. Lot chooses the wide road. The land with no boundaries. The land with no guardrails. The land that was full of wildlife and wild living. Oh Lord, help me today. The land that was full. Amen. No guard with no protection in this land. And he pitches his tent towards Sodom. This was a horrible thing because the Bible said that the men of Sodom were wicked and they were sinners before the Lord. But the Bible didn't just say that they were wicked and sinners. It said that they were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. They lived a life of being wicked people. They lived a life of being wild people. Oh, I'm coming down some aisles today. Amen. You can look at me how you want to. Amen. But I've got to pull you out of hell today. Amen. I came to preach. I came to reach for somebody today. We've got to stop living our life on this way, on this path, on this broad road, thinking that everything is okay. Pitches his lent his tent towards Sodom and Sodom, amen. They're wicked and they're sinners exceedingly. It's a city, amen. When we study out what Sodom is, Sodom is the city of judgment, amen. Sodom is labeled as a type of the world. It's the Broadway, it's the path you used to go down when you're a part of the world, it's the places you used to go. Y'all listen to me carefully. You used to be on the Broadway. It's the clothes you used to wear. Oh, I ain't scared of nobody. I said, you used to dress like that. 
You used to look like that. Lord, I feel it tight in the room. Amen. It's, it's the broad way. It's, it's the way that leadeth to destruction. Sodom was filled with sins of the body. It was a city that was filled with sodomy. Amen. And lust of the flesh. It was the spirit of the age. Amen. Where they were mixed up in all sorts of sins. Amen. This place called Sodom. And these are the spirits that are subject to the world in today's society sexual agendas amen that are not natural amen and political agendas that has allowed it to now be broadcasted amen over the airways amen you can't watch anything that isn't filled with this sexual agenda amen can I tell you that that's the spirit that we're fighting against in this age amen that spirit wants to come up into the church and take you off of the narrow road it puts you back on the place of the Broadway. You used to live like that, but you came into the house of God and you started living like how God wanted you to live. You started talking how God wanted you to talk. You received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You were baptized in Jesus' name. You're walking the path of righteousness, but the devil wants to snatch you back out of the church and think that you can sit on a you and think you're on a narrow way but you went back out into the world on the broad road Lord help us today clap your hands and worship the Lord for a moment towards the world he sets up towards the world. He's watching what the world is doing and trying to be in the church. Pitched his tent towards Sodom. He, was, he wants to walk on the narrow way. But he keeps looking at things and, and doing things and, and, and lusting after things. I wish I... Some of us are at some crossroads today and I came to help you in this place, in this service today. I came to help you. Amen. But the Bible says in the text, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be that find it. Many there be which go in thereat. Amen. The Bible talks about how hell hath enlarged itself. Hell is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We see it all over the place now. Folks are dressing up like demons. Amen. People are looking like demons and we just sit there and watch. Amen. We pinch our tent towards Sodom and we sit there and watch and indulge in this stuff but the devil is a liar. Get your eyes off of these things because you're not strong enough to deal with some of these spirits amen it's time for the church to get strong in the Holy Ghost Broadway it's the Broadway 
It's the way that leadeth to destruction. In the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel the prophet, amen, he was a prophet of the nation. And the Lord was using him to bring deliverance to the captives, the captive ones of Israel. But the challenge for Ezekiel was, was that to get the people to come to this understanding of the power of God. And the power that God wanted to give to these people. But the the problem was, was that these people were so full of self-destruction. So Ezekiel had to speak up and he spoke out to the people before he could ever tell them about the mighty things of God. And before he can tell them about being a mighty soldier, before he can tell them about being strong in the kingdom of God, before he can tell them about being in the temple of the Lord, Ezekiel wanted the people to understand that God wanted to give them a fresh power and a fresh anointing. But before he could tell them that, he had to tell the people about their self-destructive ways hear me today hear me today this is going to help us today amen it's going to tell us what we need to do right now with self we've got to make some changes ezekiel says with self because if you don't change self self will destroy us So Ezekiel begins to tell them what the Lord is saying in verse number 27 of Ezekiel 30 way, 33, Ezekiel 33. He says, saying unto them, the Lord God says, as I live, surely they that are in the wastelands shall fall by the sword. And him that is in the open field will I give the beast to be devoured. And they that be in the forts and in the caves, amen shall die of the pestilence and when we look into this verse the Lord began to show me three different areas of self-destruction number one there are those that are in the wastelands those that are in the wastelands this word waste here when you look it up it means to be decayed and you live a life of decay and the decay is constantly warring against your body your soul and your spirit it's a decay of the flesh can be anything, amen, this waste, this decay, can be anything from alcoholism, it can be drug addiction, it can be drug abuse, it can be illicit sexual perversion and immorality. These are the things of decay and they are warring against your soul. My God is tight in the room today. I love when it's tight because I'm going to uproot some things in the spirit realm today. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. Because your soul is what matters the most. The soul is what lives on. That's why the apostle Paul said in the book of Romans that the Lord deliver me from this death. Deliver me from this flesh. Amen. When I'm trying to do right, evil is always present with me. Lord, deliver me from this death. Fleshly lust is what wars against your soul. And the lust is what your flesh desires. But you must be 
an overcomer of the flesh Ezekiel said that they that are in the wastelands shall fall by the way the wayside shall fall by the sword those that are on the broad road those that are on the Broadway will fall by the sword God is saying to the church today that it has been my mercy that has been keeping some of you it's my mercy that has kept you because you've been in an wastelands you've been in the places of decay but my grace and my mercy is keeping you you're holding on by a string and nobody knows I said nobody knows only you and God God is reaching for somebody today he's reaching for somebody that is in the wasteland. Somebody that needs God, that's crying out to God in the middle of the night because you're in the wastelands and you just can't find a way out. God is reaching for you today. Oh, hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Then he says, he says that it's in the open field, the Broadway. Those that are in the open field will I give to the beasts to be devoured. This open field, when you study it out, it speaks of the harvest where the tears and the wheat begin to grow together until the days of harvest. And on this day of harvest, all of the tears will be separated from the wheat. And all of those that are on the broad way, those that are in the open field will be separated. Lord, help me not to be on the broad way. Help me to get myself on the straight and narrow path. I know this is not a popular message, but I've got to preach it. You may not be burdened down with some addictions, but you're on the open field. You're in the open road. Amen. You're one of the tears in the open field. And there's no worry about anything. You think that everything is just okay. Amen. You're not in covenant with God. You're not living for God, but you're coming to church and you're going home. Amen. When you get home, you're not doing some things. Maybe alcohol alcoholism or drug addiction or these things but you're just in the open field you have no direction you don't know whether to go right or left and you're not concerned wish I can preach this how I feel it amen you're not concerned about eternal life you're in the open field there's no worries in your mind you've got your mind into this place just to be firm and to be stone cold frozen the open field it's the Broadway Ezekiel said that the Lord will give them over to the beast of the field you gotta leave the Broadway alone we've got to leave the Broadway then there are those number three that are in the forts and in the caves there are those that are in the forts and caves. And you have built walls around you. You've built walls around your mind and yourself. Justifying things that you know that are not true and are not right. 
walls that block out the ordinances of scripture but the scriptures can I tell you still stand strong amen come out from among them and be separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing you're in the forts and you're hiding in the caves you've got to stay away from the caves and the forts because that is going to be the end of it all It's the Broadway. Touch your neighbor and say, that's the Broadway. That's the Broadway. And we've got to get off of the broad road. It's the Broadway. Must be concerned about where we are right now. I was at a conference the other day and the preacher was speaking about accomplishing the day. Amen. Not the years that you've been saved. Not worrying about all these years. I've been saved for 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 and for grandma 102 years. We give God praise for all of the years. But we are people. The church, the kingdom of God has got to be concerned about today. What is today? What are you doing today to be in the place to be in the kingdom of God what are you doing today your neighbor and say be concerned about today be concerned about today but then there is a narrow way there is a narrow way there's a broad way and there is also a narrow way that has its guardrails. It's the straight gate and it's the narrow way. It's the way that leadeth to everlasting life. It's the narrow way. Can I tell you that there is joy on the narrow way? Amen. Can I tell you that there is peace on the narrow way? When you choose the narrow way, when you choose the straight gate, my brothers and sisters, amen, there's peace everlasting. Can I tell you that God, he's the prince of peace. When you're on the narrow way, he's the everlasting father. Amen. When you're on the narrow way, amen, when you're away from the broad way, and I understand there are rules and regulations, but you've got to stay and stand firm on the narrow way. I came down your aisle today. Amen. You can look at me how you want to, but you've got to get off the broad way and get back on the narrow. The everlasting father. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the mighty God. But you can only find him on the... On the narrow way. Distractions will come on the narrow way. Can I tell you that the narrow way, it's not a perfect road. If anybody tell you that this Christian life was perfect and you won't have no problems, they lied to you. It's not a perfect walk. It's not a perfect road. It's not easy. It's a hard road. It's hard to stay on the narrow road. It's not easy. But if you're on the narrow road, a narrow road, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 that no temptation has overtaken you except such as that is common to men. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to do. But with the temptation, will he also make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it? That's the narrow road. When temptation comes in, you'll be able to stand firm and look at temptation and the things that are coming against you to call. 
cause you to fall and you'll say you know what I'm on the narrow road amen get thee behind me Satan and get behind me the blood of the blood of Jesus is against you amen I can overcome this thing amen when you're on the narrow road you're an overcomer it's the way it's the urgency of being on the narrow way and on this way on this narrow way you have access to Jesus Christ because the Bible says that Jesus saith unto him that I am the way I am the truth I am the life and no man cometh unto me but by the Father the only way you will find the help of the Lord is when you're on the Lord's way when you're on the narrow way you can't live on the broad way and be on the narrow way you can't have one foot in and one foot out amen you can't be divided why hold you between two opinions if God be God then serve God I've got to preach it like it hurts I've got to preach it like I feel it today I know it hurts amen but I've got to say what thus saith the Lord you've got to get yourself out of this backslidden mindset you've got to get yourself back into the church of the living God and get on the narrow road. Can't come to the house of God and not know the God of the house. I said you can't come to the house of God and not know who God is. Will I go to church? I'm glad you found the place where the spirit of the Lord is. But you've got to know who Jesus is. You've got to know him for yourself. You can't live off of grandma's anointing. You can't live off of bishop's anointing. You can't live off of your father's anointing. You've got to live off of your own anointing. You've got to get in the prayer closet for yourself. Amen. You've got to get to the place that you're supposed to be and be consistent feel this today you've got to be consistent I feel like preaching right here you've got to be consistent don't come on the road and off the road you've got to stay on the road even though it's hard sometimes you've got to stay there you've got to plant your feet on the narrow path I know I can't go there I want to go there so bad Minister Valerie I want to go but I can't I can't fellowship with you I can't come to your house We've got to stay away some, from some things that bring temptation in our life. You've got to shun the very appearance of evil. Every time you, you scroll down that, 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 that TikTok or, or whatever it is, social media site, it brings temptation. Ooh, I feel it tight. tight. My goodness. It's tight in the room. Because every time you watch that show, some things begin to whelm up inside of your spirit, inside of your flesh. And now your flesh is fighting against your spirit because you keep going back to that same thing. There's a war going. You know, amen, your flesh is fighting against your soul. It's fighting against your soul. Why is it fighting against your soul? Because your soul is what lives on, but your flesh is what will die. 
So the flesh has desires to keep you on the broad way because the flesh knows that it only has a certain amount of time. I want to tell you that we all have an expected end. We all have a time, amen, where it's over. Amen, that's all she wrote. When the fat lady sings, whatever you, however you want to say it, we all have a time, we all have a deadline, and that is the day that the flesh will die. But can I tell you that when the flesh dies, the spirit will still live on? Who's to say that when you walk out of here today, it's the last breath that you breathe? Who's to say that a car won't come and take you out? We can't live for the flesh. We can't live for the broad road. We've got to live for the narrow way. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. Amen. And we've got to choose the narrow way. I've got to hurry here. Amen. The first thing that you find on the narrow way is that there is a destination. There is a path to eternal life. For Thessalonians says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangels, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall shall rise first then those which are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him together in the air to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord but that's only on the narrow way narrow way that's not on the broad way. Amen. I go to prepare. Amen. In my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would not have told you. Amen. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there may, there, there may you also be there. There you may be also. But that's only on the narrow way. Touch your neighbor and say it's an urgency that we get on the narrow way. Not you, but we. Come on, tell your neighbor. Amen. It's urgent that we get on the narrow way. Second thing, and I'm almost finished, but the second thing that we find on the narrow way is the protection of the Lord. We find protection on the narrow road, not on the broad road, because animals and wildlife and, and wild living come into the oncoming traffic and take you out. The truck was flipped over. I don't know if they lived. But when you're on the narrow way, the protection of the Lord says no weapon formed against you and me shall be able to prosper. And it says when you're on the narrow way that every tongue that rise up against you in judgment shall you condemn. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. When you're on the narrow way. Amen. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Can I tell you when you're on the narrow way. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty but it's only on the narrow way I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and he is my fortress my God in him will I trust but it's only on the narrow way 
Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. Amen. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror that flieth by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, but it's only on the narrow way. It's the benefits of the narrow way. The third thing that we find on the narrow way is salvation. For those of you that are here, that you've been on the broad way, but you've been trying to find the narrow way. Because it says only few there be that find it. If you're searching, and some of us are in the room today, amen, you've been searching. You've been searching the word of God. You've been looking at books, trying to figure out, is this Holy Ghost that they talk about really true? Is this baptism in Jesus' name that they discuss and they preach? Is it really true? Well, look, it's in there right in the word of God. Bible says, Acts 2 and 38, amen, then Peter said unto them, be pent, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, every one of you. Every one of you. I got to say it again. Every one of you. How? In the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission or the washing away of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you that you are searching. And your search has become to a place that your search is over now. And you can get to enter into the kingdom of God. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Romans 8 and I'll tell you, I'll leave you with this. Verse number 8 says, so then they that are in the flesh that means that you haven't received salvation. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Stand to your feet. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, if so be, that the spirit of God dwell in you. If any man have not the spirit of God, of Christ, he is none of his. So then they that are in the flesh have not the spirit of God. You don't belong to God. You're still on the broad way. It's time for the church to get on the narrow way. 
if we want to see the next level of this overflow, we all got to get on the narrow way. Amen. If we want to see the move of God continue in the house of the Lord, we all got to get on the narrow way. I'm talking about people who have already come to the narrow way, but are struggling between the broad and the narrow. We've got to all get it together. We've got to all come to God. Clap your hands and give him praise. the urgency of the way there is an urgency of the way of the narrow way not the broad way if you're in the house today and you've been in a place where you just don't even know which, which road you're on. I want you to come. And you're trying to find the right road. I want you to come. I want to pray for you today. Amen. If you have some things in your mind going on and you just need direction, I want you to come. I came to reach for somebody today. Amen. That may be amen, in a struggle, in a place where you just can't find amen, what road to go down. I came to reach for you today. We've got to find that narrow way. If you need anything from God, anything from God, I want you to come right now. Amen. I want you to step out of your, out of your seat right now and I want you to come. Every eyes closed. Every head bowed. Every eyes closed. want you to come. Thank you. I want you to come. Come on, let's fill this place. I need to find the right road. I need to find the right way. I want you to come. I want you to come. Come quickly. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Need to make a decision today. Come on. Would you lift your hands all over the building? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is tugging on your heart. I want you to step out into the aisle right now. If he's tugging on your heart, 